You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. grind the hardcore podcast i'm bob and i'm tom and who's not here good old prick captain kangaroo uh patrick is not with <laughs> us today he, he is, died in yeah, a, on his way back to his home planet in a trampoline accident <laughs> uh funnily enough I've, I've got a booking at sky zone for a birthday party tom do you know what's expensive to book Sky Zone birthday parties? Is it like really? Dude, it's like 500 bucks. Jesus Christ. Not even for like like it's like 500 it's 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 a whole lot. But so uh, they get you full of hot dogs and make you jump around. <laughs> oh, I will say this. The single worst pizza I think I've experienced in the northeast was pizza from Sky Zone, which I mean like news at 11, right? Like I feel like the they farm that out. Like they bring in pizza from somewhere like They should but they don't there's some places you can go like like i said hey uh, i'm bringing pizza like i'll i'll get the pizza like oh there's an outside food fee and i'm like yep that's fine your pizza's awful and they're like well you know some of our locations have done different things for example i was like that's totally fine i'm not i'm i'm bringing in pizza like we're not i'm not playing around you can get like a tree tavern and make it better than Dude, it it was offensive, like offensively, bad. and that's hard to do because I feel like any pizza is like, eh, you can I I you can pretty much deal with almost any pizza. It's oh still yeah, good. yo Tom, you might like this. Uh, me and Andy Scarpula, friend of the show, we are doing a uh, you know New Jersey's got pretty good pizza. They right? do. New York, New Jersey got yeah. good pizza. There are, I think the number somewhere in the mid twenties of pizza places in our town. Brick what? And 26 square miles. We believe there's more than 26 pizza places. We have begun the process of going to every single one and getting slices. Respect. And rating. So we're like, starting like one with one a day. Two. Are you doing like Bleacher Report type shit? <laughs> no, no. We're not one a day because we – that's committing to the bit a little too hard and schedules don't allow. But we've gone – we went to one last week. We went to one yesterday. Ones that we haven't been to or haven't been to in like twenty years, right? So uh, some pretty good good results so far. Here's my question for you though, before we get into the episode, actually, what are the most important things? Like, if you were rating a slice of pizza, what are you? What are you, would you be rating it on? Um, you're helping shape this because I have a couple ideas, but I kind of want to round out like what we're grading this place on. You got um, for a regular slice? Well, yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> For the folks that are outside the Northeast, a regular slice is a cheese slice. That's right. Thank you. We Thank do you. not ask for cheese slices in the Northeast. No, just a regular. You just go, let me get a plain slice. Or let me get a re- right. plain slice. slice. Plain slice. Thank you. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So to me, you know, the cheese is important. 
Yep. Choose distribution. Yep. Um, the foldability. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Good question. You yeah. don't want to fold a regular slice, and the and the 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 bottom half is is melt is like kind of dipping downward. It's got to be consistent. Yep. You're right. Yep. Um. What else? Don't Not too oily. Yep. Yeah. The oily slash greasiness. Yeah. That you have like, to like hold it over a the paper towel and you see what you could have been in uh, the eating. ooze. So Pretty yeah, gross. and and and. There's another there's kind of the inverse where if you get a if you get a slice, they typically throw it back in the oven, right? They typically yeah, heat that thing up. It. That is part of the prep. Now when it comes yes. out, sometimes if they didn't heat it up enough, there's the oil isn't there's no oil coming out. There's no grease coming out. You know? Right. They should enough so you get a little bit. So like I think there's a little bit of either side, right? Like you you don't want an overly greasy slice, but you also don't want one that's like a not bone warm dry enough. one either. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what else do you need? I think you need to look at um, the bottom's got to be a little charred. The crust, sure. Yep. Yeah, well, not, the, not necessarily. Well, the crust. Oh, the crust. Too, you like, mean you mean the actual the, the like bottom. the bottom of the slice? Okay. Like that has to be cooked a little bit more than the top. Should have a little more of a crisp. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want. I mean, burnt pizza. Mm. It's no. pretty gnarly. Yeah. No, you don't like, want to burn. That, that you don't like, want, of yeah. course. Well, it's the coal fire pizza places. Sometimes they burn it and it's like, yo, like, are you, this is covering up the effect. Yeah. The, the ingredients pizza. have to be separate things. When they're yeah. burned, it's just one congealed mass of whatever. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. All right. So, a couple yeah. of my other ones. I, yeah. I think the crust matters. Yes. So you got to figure that out. I think the sauce, because that's a variable, and it can be good. Like I like a sweet sauce sometimes, but it can be too sweet. And I like a regular, like a nice traditional tomato sauce that's yeah. not too sweet, but I also don't want it to be too acidic. And how does it mix with everything? So that's the other side is ratios. Now you Cheese to sauce. Yeah, I'm thinking just plain right now. Everywhere, like no matter what. When I've gone, what I do is I do one plain, and then I do one other. And typically, try to treat yourself. <laughs> right. Spend, and, the deal, spend the wheel and make a deal. Yeah. And I think when I'm going into this, I want to rate the pizza, but I also want to rate a little bit like options. So specialty options. Like I had a crazy, um, like a veggie grandma slice. All right. That I, the kind I'd never seen it had. It was super garlicky, which worked because Amanda's out of town. So what do I care? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Super garlicky, uh, onions, maybe some kind of like spinach thing, but it wasn't too much. Uh, peppers and something else, and it was good. It was like a non-standard veggie slice on a thicker crust, thicker like bottom like bread. Um, the sauce mix was everything was really good, and I was impressed with it. And it could have gone the other way. It could have been like, ah, this is like wonky. This isn't. This is. This isn't. Uh, like this is like a focaccia or a flatbread yeah. thing, not pizza. But it was pizza. I think it was truly pizza. Um, so all those things have been kind of in the ratio. Um, so the specialty quality and then basic quality, the foldability and greasiness have been brought up. Foldability so gonna, is very important because you've seen like it, like almost like collapsing under the weight of its own cheese. Like yeah, you don't you want can't that. do that. No, that's great. I mean, the, it's supposed to be like a handheld. It's a hand food. You're supposed to be able right. to walk with it. So. John Travolta can. We can, too. 
<laughs> Everybody, thank you for joining us. No Patrick, no problems. We're eating pizza. Pat doesn't like pizza. He likes pizza. Pe- oh, man. Like he's eating potatoes and yo, know, he's, eating, he's, eating, he's eating Australia Domino's every day, so don't let him fool you. Um <laughs> let's uh let's get to our sponsors really quick. We're gonna keep it tight, keep it hard. Uh praise to Run for Cover Records. You got it. I like it. I, oh, no sex noises today? Yeah, which is weird. He's getting weird. Praise to To Live a Lie. Whoop. And praise to Death Wish. Wah, wah. Praise to Closed Casket Activities. Yeah. Today, we're focusing on those last two. I'm going to start off on the Death Wish side of things. Death Wish Inc. DeathWishInc.com. Go to that web store. I am going to direct you to their new section. Tom, do you know what it is? It is the fall, which I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get better about this. Christmas is a little over two months away. Yes. Holiday season. I have procrastinated in the past with, but part of it is I enjoy that like frenetic late season, like I got to pull it together kind of thing. But if you slip up, you slip up and you miss. You know, you don't get the good gifts. So this year, I'm trying to get ahead of the curve, and that's what I'm advising everybody else to do. Deathwishinc.com is a great place to go for a wide range of options, okay? They got prints. They got merch. They got music. All that fun stuff. Um, And for, for people who are not of the culture, of the hardcore world, right, they have stuff. Do you do you know someone who likes Terrier? Well, Deathwish has got uh, uh, they they work with a brand called Terrier Cult that has a literal mass of merch related to terriers. I I don't know it, but maybe you have someone in your life who loves a terrier. I'm more of a beagle guy myself. <laughs> I, I also probably wouldn't wear anything related to dogs on a shirt, but a lot of people your do. Aunt would or your uncle. Yes, that's right. So so keep that in mind. Check that out. But what I am recommending, and Tom, I think you can co-sign this. Yes. Deathwish has some bang and cave in merch right now. Um, I don't know how limited it is. I don't know how long it will last. But what I want everybody to go and look at is the cave in merch. There's a few designs, but the one I'm loving is the cave in heavy pendulum black long sleeve. Yes. Super simple front left chest. You got the side print heavy, the sleeve print heavy pendulum. And on the back is this unreal artwork, which I think is part of the album art. Um, and it's awesome. It's like uh, like some sort of cosmic swirl and a planet with like Saturn rings around it. Uh, it's awesome. So um, this is a perfect long sleeve, like 10 of 10 design. I love it. There's a few other designs too. I think this would appeal to all of the Caven fans out there. I'm a little sad the Caven Heavy Pendulum slip mat is sold out. Has the same kind of cool artwork from the the long sleeve, but you can't wear a slip mat. You can wear a long sleeve. So uh, check that out. Check out the other stuff and keep Christmas in mind. Get your shopping done early so you can enjoy your late November December time. You don't have to be <laughs> shopping. Don't be shopping. Deathwishinc.com. Check it out. Tom, can you take us to closedcasketactivities.com for a minute? Yes, we're going to Troy. Um, Let's go. Like 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 uninformed tourists, we're going to Troy, New York. Right, right. Because, yeah, we're coming in, we're gentrifying. We're just being like, hey, I heard there's a nice restaurant down on, I don't know. 
in I've Scotland been, Avenue. Uh, there are there are a lot of new restaurants moving into Troy, New York. Many many vegan options. You know they're, so they're diversifying. Heard. Yeah, yeah, diversifying. That's always good. The county seat of Rensselaer. You know. So. <laughs> um, we'll go to so there's a new. They have a few new things coming out. We're just going to concentrate on one right now. Um, Dead Body putting out an mm. LP called The Requiem. So Dead Body, uh, uh, Colin and Taylor Young from every band from California. Yes. Um, dudes from Apparition and from Despise You are also filling out the band. Hell yeah. What a mix. Uh, yeah, ACDC as well. Um, record comes out October 28th. It's a pre-order. You can get it now. Um, yeah. Recorded, engineered, mixed by Taylor. Um, Taylor's singing, and so is Collins. Collins playing bass. Oh, and this yeah. Taylor playing guitar. It's, you know, um, if you know what you're getting from these folks at this point, yeah, very, very well done. This, this is Heavy probably more death metal. Yeah. Yo, so that's the thing. Like you, you said it right. You are getting a few things in different forms from the youngs, right? Like, yes. Like, uh, Zeus and, and twitching tongues are not the same thing. Uh, they've got a Kate, lot of different, you know, yeah. right? A lot of different things, but you're always going to get heavy. And you're yeah, always no going to get no, no youth crew. You're always going to get hard. I guess what's the one band Colin did? Colin will throw some like curveballs at. Boys you. in Faith Alone. Faith Alone. What's the one that did? Um, that was poppier. I think they did a record with Triple B. Oh, that's right. God yeah, damn it. yeah. I know. Now it's we, we, that's slipping us. However, if Taylor is there, it's all mo- it's all heavy. It's all heavy. It's a heavy and hard. Dead body. The requiem. I actually love this cover art too. By the way. Man. So yeah, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, and if I hope people who are hearing this, you're hearing it on the uh, the the Tuesday. This pre-order I think went up on just this past Friday. I hope you can still get some of the limited versions if you can. Scoop in there quick. Uh, definitely worth your time and attention, everybody. Um, yeah, much love to Close Casket Activities. Close Casket Activities dot com. Tom. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm looking up now because it's going to bother me. The uh, the pop band that Colin did. I know. I know. I'm trying to figure out what the quickest way. Let's see. Um, there's there's several Colin Youngs in 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 discog in discogs. Oh, there okay. it is. Hold on, hold on. Uh, is it Nudie Mag? Yes. There we go. Yes. How do you not remember that? I know. That's How me. do you That's, my, that's you on know me. It's All a right. Standout name. <laughs> uh, let's see this. I had a question for you because I was thinking of this when I was thinking of Close Casket. I'm also thinking of that artwork of the Dead Body record. I think that in general, Hardcore 2022 and the, you know, outlying adjacent satellites of the world of Hardcore, the game has been raised. I think things have been stepped up. Whether it's art, whether it's the Recording. music, to be quite frank, yeah. the touring. Do you largely agree with that sentiment? Absolutely. Yeah, you just can't put out like a photocopied cover anymore. Well, right. And, and, and if you're going to, it better look awesome. And it feels like it's very intentional, right? You know, like, like if you're doing some kind of like, you have to have high effort in what you're doing. Um, and, I think that's one of the biggest things I've noticed. I actually, pulling the curtain back, we're recording. It's uh, it's 9 a.m. 
and yeah. we realized we were dry. Patrick's been on tour, and this has uh, caused some issues in our scheduling. Shout out to everybody who understands. But I was thinking about how high-level hardcore is right now, and I was like, wait. We started Axe to Grind at the end of 2017, the very end, right? Like, I think our first episode was actually... Like, right after Christmas? Right, right, December 28th. Hardcore 2017, like, like best of kind of thing, right? Like, our favorites, some kind of energy like that. And I was like, yo, has there actually been a dip since that time? And I couldn't... I don't know what your answer is. I couldn't come up with a yes, there has been. But then I was like, ah, yes. Uh, We had this little thing called COVID-19 that shut down the world for a year solid and, you know, for live music closer to 18 months. And I think that was the dip because it literally disabled it. Um, What about you? What do you think? Do you think there was a music dip and you dropped out okay do you think there was a music dip in that time frame like since we started axe grind has there been a a lull because hardcore has had lulls it just has lulls it is what it is you know you know what like my on, on first blush i would say no but i don't know if that's because we were so involved right for five years that it wasn't like it's easy to to point out dips when you're like on the outside Yes, correct. Like you can see like the curvature of the earth if you're far enough away. <laughs> Unless you're Kyrie. Unless you're Kyrie, yeah. Um, but I think um, – yeah, it's, it's hard to say. But I think like 2017 was – or and, and 2018 mm-hmm. was the start of, of like a great run in hardcore. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really – I can't go back and think of any time that I was like, well, it was a little, little, little fallow right there. Like I think right. it's all pretty – it's been on an upper trajectory since. And I mean, it's obviously because of the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, you, you made such a good point, and I appreciate that because I think that's like the honesty that we want to drop here is that like, yeah, we're, we're actively pursuing the good, right? We're actively seeking things out that we like. We're actively trying to see the things and highlight the things we like. So that's always going to put us at a spot. If you're coming for youth crew leaning stuff, you probably were like, yeah, shit's been rough, dude. Um, if you're coming for, I don't know. I, I think there was probably a time frame, if you were looking for faster, straightforward hardcore, you might have gone, yeah, you know, if, if and if Turnstile wasn't your thing, you know what I mean? If Turnstile wasn't yeah. lighting your day, you might have been like, yeah, I don't know, a couple years ago it was kind of rough for me. Right. The fast hardcore got pushed to the fringes almost. Yes. And it became like loft punk. Right. To an extent. Almost. Well, no, right. And I think people went more and more extreme with it, right? And we saw that in it's like fast stuff went to power violence and grind and like in death metal. Um, and we're seeing a little bit of a, a return in, in the last year or two, but it's still kind of more on the punk side. Um, and so I don't know. I wanted to, to talk about this. I, I've been nice to, we'll, we'll hear what, what Patty. K says when he gets back too, but but I think there's been this weird. It's almost like a hardcore diaspora, you know. Um, a lot of things have moved out to fringes, even though there's this sonic coalescing in the middle where these things work together, and it's kind of saying the moment 
isn't like, hey, I'm a youth crew kid. I'm a New York hardcore kid. I'm a this kid. I'm a that kid. The moment is there's things that are so far out on those peripheries that people pick from the edges, you know, like, yep. like we talk about the adjacent stuff a lot. I guess if Fiddlehead was out 20 years ago, maybe we label it melodic hardcore. I don't know. What do you think? 20. Yeah. Let me see. Like I mean, would they almost be, you know what I mean? 2002. Yeah. I mean, would they almost be like, yeah, I mean, I guess melodic hardcore in the way that like Rev had those bands. Oh, sure. Would they but be it, yeah, more but it in, almost like, feels post. You're right. Side? Yeah, but it feels post too, you know? So it's right, like, right. I guess we would probably, I think post hardcore is where it goes. And like, just by the way, we know genres are, they're just a way of organizing things. But, but now, I don't know. Fiddlehead doesn't feel like a post hardcore band per se. They do, but they don't. They feel like something else. Drug Church, I guess you could say the same. They do, but they don't, you know? Um, and so I think there's an interesting mix of stuff all landing. And uh, he, here's, are good. yeah, I think it's really good. And I think we've continued. It's got kind of amped up. And here's kind of where I want to say, I think 2017, we had to dig around a little more outside of the very top. Um, because I think, at that time, you're getting the incendiary, you're getting the power trip, you're getting the turnstile, you're getting the code orange. Right. It's funny because those four bands were very comparable at the time. Yo, you have behind the scenes knowledge. Incendiary's got another record coming. They got an LP done. Damn. Uh, that's like done, be- done. Probably waiting for art because usually that's how this. <laughs> it's usually how it works. It's like the band's like chomping at the bit to get the record out. It's like, well, yeah. yeah I think that that's a sleeping giant. Um, yeah, they come back and they're back right like where they left off. Yeah, well, and, and I want to say big. this: when I, to the everything stepped up, hardcore has new headliners now too. Yeah. For a minute, for a minute, and this was a conversation way back. Right, there was four or five. Four or five. And right, now, I think trip. there's a solid... I think there might be as many as 15. Like, oh, if, if Hardcore was um, a sports league, we'd be talking about expansion right now, Tom. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, like, Mind Force and Vane and Pain of Truth and, like, all these bands that are never-ending game. Like, Dude, and on the fast side of things, I want to highlight Spy is now headline Spy, level. Gel? Gel. And I want to talk about Gel for a second. And, They're like and a phenomenon. They are awesome. They are oh, deservedly, yeah, of course, deservedly. So they and and it's going to go to a conversation. Um, Gel are a band who have gotten they they leveled up. They they just went from being a band who and and like yo, I hope they take this with my the right energy. I think they know I, I really like their band a lot. They went from being a band who was pretty good on record. And was good live. Just good. Yeah. And I, I don't say that meanly. They were good. They they are now awesome on record and awesome live. Like a powerhouse live. Yeah. Yeah. And like and that can be said for a lot of bands. And we've had this kind of private conversation about like and, and we've mentioned here 
video is a great thing, but also maybe is limiting because bands get better as they play more shows. Right, in that gestation period, like none of our bands – I mean there are bands that come out that are like – Oh, you guys were oh okay. Like I, I I'm willing to bet Tom good from the, the rip. I bet the the first most precious blood show, you were a lot better than the first indecision show. Oh yeah. I mean there's indecision demos that I'm like, these can never seal like yeah. when I die, throw them in my coffin. Like they can never <laughs> see a lot of day because it's so bad. Right, right. It takes time. It yeah, it has nothing you know what I mean? Like you know, there are some bands that just come right out of the womb, like fully you know realized and sort of but like that's pretty rare yes. and to me i think which i think is awesome about gel is that um not like not sound like old man but like they did it like the old way yeah they just toured and toured and toured yep. until now now they're like you know selling out like shows in like tacoma yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like oh they put a demo out and like the cool person put it in their Instagram stories. Like they've hustled more than pretty much any band out there. Yo, and and I want to say this. They have had to deal with a lot of nonsense. And I want to give them the biggest kudos. I'm not going to get into the nonsense they've had to deal with. But they've had to deal with stuff that's completely unbelievable and unfair and untrue and un like just illegitimate and they just didn't quit they just kept their head up kept going which is so awesome so i can't wait they just did this split with uh, a band cold brats from europe um i think we debuted a track from each band that gel material and the the violent closure seven inch that atomic action did is awesome Mm. even if you're vaguely into faster stuff you have to check it it is it has enough punch and aggression that I think even people who are just like, yo, bro, where's the mosh can get with it. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's got like a, yeah, the attitude to it and everything. I mean, for the older folks, to put it in, into perspective, they played a couple of shows in California, at least one show in California mm-hmm. where verbal assault opened for them. Yes, correct. <laughs> if that, I mean, like, I mean, to, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, like this, like, and that's how it should be. And, and you know, credit, credit for of, another conversation. Yeah, and credit. Yes, correct. Let's save that one. But credit to Verbal Assault for just being like, yeah, cool. Because that right. also there's no harm in that. There's no. Yeah. You know what's disrespectful? Verbal Assault playing in front of Gel and watching ninety percent of the crowd walk out. Right, and shout and out to them because they Gel exposed Verbal Assault to a bunch of new kids. That's the other energy I see. A lot of younger folks coming out for all these different bands, whether it's Spy, whether it's Mind Force, whether it's Scal, whether it's Gel. Whether it's drug church, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yo, we're getting a lot of new faces in the door. We're doing an episode about that pretty soon. Um, but this is a really cool, booming time. And, and like, I hope one of the things that we're able to do is highlight some shit and also say, like, yo, this is worth time and attention. The uh, There's a conversation of criticism versus... To me, um, oh, what is it? Uh, uh, basically, promotion, like uh, uh, promoting things that you like, and not in a, some sort of commercial or crass way. Like, please, anyone who's in a band who is trying to get us to to do your stuff, know that we're not doing that. Like, if you offer us money, that's not going to happen. I've seen that apparently this happens with some podcasts. Not of not of the hard, not the ones that we're fucking friends with. Come on, 
but I've seen this and I've seen, that's the wrong approach to that's the wrong yeah. approach to ask to grind. Don't do it. Please don't do it again. Um but okay. anyways, yeah. it's um this idea of like where do you go from criticizing and I don't you know, we've we've done this versus actually um pushing and and spotlighting, highlighting because the other side is you don't want to be saying only everything's great, right? <laughs> It feels like a, a unreliable narrator, right? Yeah, we had, we had what we had brought this up once before, and I was like, almost it's like a friend to all is a friend to none, right? Like if you can't tell, you can't differentiate between X and this, then you don't really like your 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 positive your kudos mean nothing because right. you're giving them to everybody. And I think, I mean, I, I think where you were going, like you know. We're never like we started the podcast to be like the cranky, fucking you know yeah. me and Pat yelling about stuff like Joe Budden or whatever. <laughs> That's not the energy. Like I think by like episode three, we're like, yeah, that's not really what we want to do. It's actually that, more fun just to to chat positive. about hardcore. Yeah, and <laughs> like there's fun. so much good shit. Like there's stuff we don't like, of course. And it changed. I mean, like. There's stuff that I love that Bob has no use for, vice versa. Same right. thing like Patrick. Sure. Pat, I don't know. Pat, I think just likes metalcore. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but then I send him stuff, and he's like, "This is okay." I'm like, "Well, this is actually really good for what it's doing." He's uh, he's interesting with it because um, he his palette is more diverse than he personally acknowledges sometimes. But then it comes out, yeah. and it's like, oh, you know, like he was talking about some new EP by a band who you wouldn't expect him to like musically, but he's like, Oh, the, these are really good songs. And it's like, okay, bro. You know? Well, yeah. He's, he's an enigma. He, you never know what you're going to get with him. Um, no, but, but so anyways, that's all to say, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, if you haven't heard gel, please check it out. I want to talk about scowl for a second. Sure. They are awesome. Live. Reports from our friends in Boise. Tom, do I do I give the half truth or do I give the whole truth? I give the whole truth. Right? Full truth, man. Full truth. We're, we're, yeah. I heard, they, the truth, I heard they. I heard they stole the show from Drug Church. You know, Pat's gonna delete this. I know, he'll edit Remember, he's got to edit this before we send it out. You know that motherfucker. Well, he doesn't listen. To this. Maybe he'll maybe he'll drop in a little editor's note like, oh, that's not true to me." Um, but I was told that they stole the show, and I will confirm. I think. Are you shocked? No, because I'm dust settling. I'm letting the dust settle on Sound and Fury, and I think they're one of the bands who stole the show. Um, 100%. I think about it. I think Angel Dust was like for a band who it's like, it's almost like Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl ring. It's like, hey, Angel Dust stole the show at Sound and Fury. It's like, how could Angel Dust steal the show? And it's like, they well, have like 17 records out. Yeah. Right. They so got the reignition. Right. Well, there you go. I think they came out and said, hey, if we just do best of sets, we will smoke a reaction. And that was such good energy. Um, but Scowl was the other one. And they have a confidence and an energy live that I'm excited to see translate. Because I think their LP, the Flat Spot LP they did, is good. But I imagine now, after touring their asses off for the past year um for touring their asses off for the past year their next material 
will be so much higher and so much better. I, uh, I just can't. I, I mean, you know, it's it's going to be impressive. Whatever they come out with next, and I th- think I think they got something coming. So, uh, shout out to them. And Tom, the other band, yes. other than Scowl, that this one's more slept on, and this is weird. Have you? How much time have you spent with the Combust LP? You know, I just listened to it this morning. Another life, like, literally. Like as I like, I was like waiting for you. You know, because yeah. we we started this at eight thirty in the morning because Patrick <laughs> yeah. Kinlan doesn't know time or scheduling. Yes. Um. So. I was like flipping through Instagram and like they were posting stories. They had just played um, El Paso last uh-huh. night. Yeah, no they did full US. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But like they're everywhere. It's been fucking cool to see. And like, it's and they they they. they I think the video was uh, why I hate. And I was like, oh dude, like I forget this. These songs are great. So I I literally listened to like half the LP this morning as I waited for you to get back from dropping off baby yo it is it <laughs> is so great. good it is so good it is it's like a study it's like a it's like a case study of like if someone's like describe it to me i'd be like 1989 new york hardcore that's right and only 1989 new york hardcore it's the the new breed comp as an album and and so, it's awesome yes and so anyone who loves late 80s new york hardcore yo if if you like killing time and you <laughs> haven't outburst, heard or, yeah uh, combust another life. You you need to. I think there's elements of early early Madball, like eighty nine sure. Madball for sure. Um, but it, but for for a newer ear, like if you like Bitter End, if you like No Warning, you certainly should check this because it's got that same like, bounce. hey yeah, bounce rhythmic stuff, hard mosh parts. What was funny, Tom? And you're you're uh, when I listen when I first heard this, I was like, all right. Like most New York hardcore at this point that's coming out has some 90s influence, right? right? Like a little bit of Marauder, a little bit of Crown of Thorns, a little bit of this, you know? What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. I'm going to say there's a whole scene of bands who are doing the 25 to life thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for better or worse. Yeah. That said, this is devoid of almost any 90s New York stuff, unless you want to throw some Madball in there. I, I'm fine with hearing that. Sure, sure, sure. Yo, this record is awesome. This is a band who's currently touring the U.S. I think they're slept on a little bit. I think this is a band who deserves it, and uh, I'm impressed. Like, We've talked about Combust for a while. I think we've been talking about them since they came out. Yeah, they've been around for a minute. This is their last record was good. This is very good. Very, so. very, very good. New York hardcore. They're playing. Um, they're playing in Brooklyn, middle of November. I think it's the seventeenth. Okay. It's actually them gel and youth of today. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Good little cake. And then if you, after you leave that, if that was like not heavy enough, God's Hates Play Next Door. Oh, yes. Come so to Brooklyn. Get some donuts. Go see some hardcore. So I want to say like bold proclamation. I think hardcore is in as strong a place as it's been since we started this podcast. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I, to me, I think that's even even if you take away like the 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 top level, because mm-hmm. I think it's easy to be like, well, of course. I mean, fucking turnstiles drawing six thousand people, like that's cool. <laughs> but even Correct. if you take away like the knocked, like if you just go like you lop off away, the knocked loose, and, off and, turnstile and the, knocked loose. That's the right. crazy level. Yeah. I mean, you can't. That's like okay. Good luck. That's like. That's happened to like five hardcore bands in the history of hardcore. Like that's never happening. For people who might be t- Axe Grind listeners but not necessarily follow like certain sides of it, right? We talk about Turnstile stuff a lot. Tom always makes sure to, to mention the Knock Loose stuff. Knock Loose just played um, the the forum right. in L.A., which Mark is where Center, the, Brooklyn. Yeah, right, right. They don't. They're, yeah, they're playing basketball arenas. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean their main support in basketball arenas and like destroying. Like it's not even like, oh, that's cool that they got to play like the forum. Like, oh no, no, they belong here on the stage at the forum. Yeah, yeah and like I got to be honest, with you. reactions. Yeah, I don't know. It, it you triggered my memory when you we were talking about them. So that you know, like they're doing like these like things like bring me the horizon. Yeah. Who's like you know? Apparently, is an arena-sized band. Far be it from me, I would never know. But now, like obviously, they're doing like they're off shows and playing like you know, they're small you know, couple of thousand people shows on the side when they're not playing with uh, Bring Me the Horizon. This is knocked loose. Yeah, they played in Houston, yeah, with Dallas, like a week ago. Uh huh. Who opens for them? Bitter End in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, San yeah. Antonio. It's the fucking coolest thing that because they can pick. They're doing like, you know, weekend with tsunami. They're like, they're at the level that they can literally do whatever the fuck they want. And those are the bands that they're picking to play with them, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, like, uh, yo, playing in front of three thousand people, probably twenty nine hundred of which never heard of them in their hometown. Right, you know, you know what, what I mean? mean? Like, it's just like you know. We had the opportunity to do, play the record release show in Louisville. There was a thousand people there. There was probably nine hundred fifty people. Like, who the fuck brought their uncles? Yo, and and it's like a. Uh, <sighs> so those are inflection points. These are exposure points, and we we've, we've mentioned this. We talked about this. I feel like Phil Sims right now. You know, before the game, we talked about. But <laughs> but this is going to be kind of recurring themes. When do people get into hardcore? How do you get in? What what are their devices? Yo, fucking bring me the horizon. I am fascinated, and we we alluded to this on the last episode. Blink one eighty two with direct support from Turnstile got announced. Yo, they're playing giant venues, and and Tom DeLong begged the Turnstile to do it. Right. I saw like in, in some interview, they're like, yeah, he was like, he like cornered them at a fest they played together. Like, I guess he was in Angels and Airwaves or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, hey, you guys should do this tour. You should do this tour. Could you imagine being like, oh, cool. The biggest announcement in the last fucking probably five years of about yeah. a reunion. Yeah. And they're like, can you please play with us? Right. And, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? So, so these are these moments, right? And this is this kind of like, we don't know. There's not an easy quantify, you know? We don't have this like way to say, hey, here's how people get into stuff. But like, we also fundamentally know this is how people get into stuff. 
You're into fucking Megadeth, and then you stumble into a DRI tape. You know, you're right, into Lincoln right. Park, and you go and hear fucking whatever. You know, like, like you, you. There's these fall in points where it's you, you see no warning. Um, there's these fall in points where it's like, oh, okay, this, and then you get down the rabbit hole, and that's a consistent that's been there forever. Um, so, so it's going to be interesting to see it. But you, like you were saying before, I derailed us with Knock Loose. If you lop off Turnstile and Knock Loose. Yeah, it's still insane. Right, because we were talking I, I think back and I'm like, man, we, we would we identified there's like this big four Code Orange, Turnstile, Power Trip, Incendiary. Incendiary's still there and they're like they're gonna be in this big like look. If Incendiary's playing Sound and Fury, their set would have been insane. Like I mean, it was one of and the they also have their own business about. model. Correct. Correct. Which helped other bands. They showed it, and like uh, Brian said it on here four hundred years ago, we figured out what we could do, what we can't do, and we just did it and kept doing it. And, right, and they have an agreement. There's no weirdness, but I think like Mind Force, yes, correct, is using that business model. Like, mm-hmm. dude, they're playing Salt Lake City and Atlanta this weekend. Right. I know. <laughs> Like I mean, I would like to talk. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some text from them being uh, on on Monday about their snowbacks. You know, <laughs> yeah, yo, they don't sell weed in Salt Lake City. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the fact. I mean, but they can do that now. Like, hardcore is at such a place that like flyouts are like a feasible business thing that They're people possible. can do. Like you, like I mean. Five or four humans, or five humans probably with Mind Force to Salt Lake City from New York. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not nothing. Not, not, not nothing. nothing. And you then know, routing and, to Atlanta, also right. not nothing. And then, and then home, New York. You know, right? Like, so like, but there's enough. You know, like there's enough demand that the costs are covered, which like, which I think is like a good litmus test to see how good things are going. Because yeah. usually that's only for festivals. Right. That was it, my experience. It totally is in. But now we're seeing this stuff. Example, Spy got flown out to New York like last fall. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. And and it was awesome. And it's like, hey, this is a band who has a a seven inch that was a seven inch of a demo and a 12 inch EP. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's done some some West Coast stuff, but now now they're doing full US. They're touring ceremonies, taking Spy and Gel out. There's another interesting exposure point. We're seeing all this kind of crossing, and I'm amazed. I think um, I just think and hope. I think there's people out there quietly who are off on the turnstile thing. Who it's too much, all to talk about. Blah blah blah. Probably we're never in on the knock loose thing either, right? Sure. This and some of the bands we talked about today, whether it's Scowl, whether it's Combust, whether it's Gel, whether it's Spy, uh, w- w- there's a lot going on in different sounds for you to check, you know, um, new and old. I-, I just think there's a lot of good music to find something. Like, dude, you know, like the the New York hardcore traditionalist. Well, this year you got the Akulu LP. I guess that's the end of last year. Yeah, you get the Mind Force has put out Chopping Swords last year. They put out New Lords to the, this year, and then you get this Combust LP. Not to mention stuff that's New York hardcore, not from New York. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the UK scene. Um, 
shout out to Big Cheese. That's good. Like there, oh, yeah. that's you know, I, I think there's a lot, and that, that's just mentioning like the tr- a more traditional form version of of New York hardcore sound. You know, um, so I don't know. I, I I hope that that people are feeling it like we are. Um, obviously, we're close to it, but we we also know we help and hope that we help bring people closer to it too. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point, really. Right, Tom. I, I think f- you can speak for me on this too. But like hardcore, when you are further away from it, or it's starting to feel like something in the rear view more, is less fun and less engaging. Yeah, and I mean, there's different ways of kind of seeing your way out. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's people. You know, there's people that are like, you know. <sighs> can't believe i listen to this crap <laughs> yes yes and i mean for, you know from the bottom of my heart fuck those people um <laughs> but i think there's ways to kind of be like i think everyone you know like would i be if i if i didn't have this podcast to keep me like grounded and hardcore would i be as involved no probably not only reason being like it is I mean, also because I got, I've, <laughs> I've gotten older, <laughs> right. but, um, <laughs> but I think it's, it, we were, how was I talking about this? But like when we were kids, mm-hmm. there wasn't us. Right. Because hardcore was still new enough that there was no, you know, 52 year old that still goes to hardcore. I'm not 52 and neither no. is Bob, but like, no, there was like, less, there was, there weren't people around to, to, ROGs were like Jimmy Gestapo, who was like 32. Right, I know, yeah. You know what like I mean? 30 like, was old. 30 was really old to me. You know what I mean? So, like, if you were going to a show, you know, like, think about it. Like, if we all started going, you know, early to mid-90s, Hardcore was like 10 or 15 years old. Right. So, like, these dudes that were in bands at 16 and 17, they were like 33. Mm-hmm. And that was like, well, you know, well, here come the old, here come the fucking senior citizen brigade. And, and yes, and... Depending on where you were, they were more or less prickly. Yeah. They were yeah. able to provide more or less context, which some people weren't giving you nothing. And some people were wanting to give you their version of it. And some people, you know, would give you kind of a, a, a fastball pitch. What, what I hope people are getting now, whether it's from us, whether it's from other podcasts, whether it's from just shit online, whether it's from people you, you know in real life, whatever is the idea of like how much is out there and how different things are. Um, one of the things that I was going to ask you, like from what I understand too, like the more metal side of things has been thriving too. I'm not seeing as much on the smaller levels, but a lot of the bands that we talked about a couple of years, like Dying Wish is a global touring act at this point, right? Oh yeah, like you killing know? Right. And there's other bands of that type that are just leveled up, keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, so I, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a, a whole, there's a whole spectrum of stuff to dive into and get interested in. And like you were, you're hundred percent. Right. It's not as like, hardcore it used to be almost so like, old as it is now. Maybe not binary. As close much to it that you were either one of these or one of those. How, historically, like, you're either a metal guy or a metal however, girl or you, you know, a metal person. It was, it was or you were like uh, a hardcore. You know, person. you were blindfolded in a dark room, feeling you know around I mean? sometimes. How did I go? I went. And I don't know. I, I hope that people don't feel like that. 
as much. It's not like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I remember as a kid, you know, even as you know, through the early twenties, like it was sure. like, oh, there was still, there was still. You were either like an unbroken kid, yeah. or you were like a fucking you know wide awake kid. Right, right, yeah. You know what I mean? And then there were like the real weirdos that liked fucking heart attack stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, like that weren't Third even like, it wasn't even part of hardcore. Uh, had its own its own little pocket scene. Yeah, no. Right, and hated both of us equally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thought everyone was a poser. Um. Right. You know, like, but now, th- you know, I think nowadays it's like everything is done to such like so well done to like a granular level. That no matter what you like or what you were like, ah oh, man, you know when I was twenty two, I loved blank. Yeah, there was yeah. someone out there that is doing that style incredibly well. Right, I do, it, Tom. If in two thousand four, let's say two thousand four or five, I said, hey, in about five or six years, there's going to be an entire world. Built off of that site's late 90s screamo, and it's going to be huge. And they're going to call it Scrams. Right. You'd be like, okay, okay, go back to your own planet. What are you talking about? Like, that's, it would have been unfathomable. But here we are in 2022, and that's something that happened. And if you had told me in the mid or early 2000s, I'd be like, that stuff, nobody, barely anybody cared about it then. Like, it was so small. Like, no, you know, it was like, I, I saw you and I play to rooms of five to ten people. You know right. what I mean? If they played tomorrow, it would be fucking gigantic. Correct. And same thing with Asia and all those bands. Like, it's exactly. awesome. It, it, no, exactly. And it's it's cool, especially looking back and then seeing what it inspired. And that is to say, like, reaffirming your point, like, you can go, there's something currently happening that will represent your interests. But also you can use that as a springboard if you're into that to go backwards too. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Which is which is the such last twenty an, years that you may have missed. Right. And that's kind of an interesting and fun well to play in because you know, you're you also said this exactly right. I can say definitely that if I wasn't doing acts to grind with you guys. I would be unaware of some bands that I really, really love that I think are great and have put out great records. Not because I think hardcore's lame. I've never thought hardcore's lame. I mean, hardcore's lame for a lot of reasons, but not as a whole. And you'd never catch me saying, yeah, hardcore sucks. It doesn't suck. It's awesome. I would have missed things I love just because of life. Like, yo, I got two kids. Right. I got a kid. The time I was the most, the furthest from hardcore was when Easton was a you know, newborn to two-year-old because I just didn't have any time. Right. You were trying to figure it out. You're keeping this like uh, yeah. living be- being still living. It was a That's lot of work. Right. That's right. It's, it's a kind of important thing. Doesn't mean it was because I thought moshing sucked. You know, I didn't think stage no, dives no, were lame, you know? So, um, I, I think that's, uh, that's, you know, we've kind of had a, this is, this has been a gushy way to say hardcore is in a pretty good place. Hopefully you're finding something, uh, that you're enjoying. We threw out some names. Um, Tom, if you don't have any other stuff on this one, I had a couple things before we close out today. I wanted to ask. I just have a funny, like, uh, one thing I would like. So I just would like to give a shout out to the band Elliot. We should have done that right at the top. I'm so sorry. Yes. We should have. That's okay. So Chris from Elliot. Um, so 
full transparency, one of the only reasons why I originally agreed to play Furnace Fest was to be able to play with Elliot. Those cool. records are very important to me and to Matt Miller from MPB. So, like, they were legitimately, it was like the opportunity to play with them Sunday Day were like, was the only reason why that I was yeah, pretty big, kind of, pretty big. Yeah. So, um, of course, we cancel that because that's what we do. Then they're playing in Brooklyn, which I'm all excited for. Then I realize um, I have a wedding that night, so I can't go to that either. Mm. So I, I I get a message from a friend of mine who was like, were you at Elliot? I was like, no, I was actually at a wedding, unfortunately. And they're like, oh, they shouted you out. They shouted out Axe to Grind and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So I, my buddy Dubin filmed the show, and I got to see it. Um, so I'm heartbroken to say that I missed that in person, but I did get to go to a wedding that ended with the Lee Greenwood song, Proud to be an American. <laughs> and all my nieces came over and like, I can't believe this is happening. And I had to explain to some family members why I'm not that stoked on being American. Right. So that's how my night ended, but I could have watched them play, you know, two of my favorite records. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so shout out to Chris and Elliot. Hopefully you guys will continue and I'll be able to see it this time. Um, and to, I, I'll say it open door. If you ever want to come on, you're oh, more yeah. than welcome. Yeah, shout out Chris. Uh, Chris is a cool dude. Uh, yeah, and it's funny. I, I to back so years ago we were uh, we were robbed in Vancouver. I think I told the story on the podcast. Right, yes, um, and we we were driving down the coast and we were playing in California. We went to Revelation. Revelation were incredibly kind to us and they were like, "Go into the warehouse. We know you got your clothes stolen. Take whatever you need." Cool, and. Happened to, so Jay Palumbo from Elliot and from other bands, obviously Empathy and other bands, mm-hmm. was at Rev for whatever reason at the time. Like in like he must have been doing something with Elliot, and um, like you know we're 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 chatting and stuff. He goes, "Wait a minute." He's like, "Are you the band that covers Susie and the Banshees?" And we're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Awesome." And I was and we left there like, "Oh my god," the dude from Elliot. Knew that we like, we were like yeah, right. so geeked out that like the guy from like <laughs> from like a Louisville legend knew that we were like the band that covered Susie and the Bantries. Um So yeah, we we've always had a big uh, big soft spot for for Elliot. So shout out to them and shout out to Chris. Thank yeah, you. very kind words. Totally appreciate it. Chris probably doesn't remember, but I uh, I definitely worked with him a little bit while I was at Rev. Um, he helped. I think he recorded the Gracer Voices Travel album. And, oh wow! Uh, was very kind, gracious, and uh, yeah, was was a good guy. So appreciate him saying that nice stuff about us. Um, that leads into what I was going to say. Tom, do you think Elliot could record a record for twenty twenty three, and it'd be pretty cool? Yes, and I, we could we could broker a deal with Run for Cover, okay. and they'd be the biggest band in the world, like they deserve to be. Yes, yeah, so so uh, where that's leading to is wish list. Uh, not going to be full because I'm dropping this on you, but but some things you'd like to see. We we've kind of quietly had a few mentions of this in our our group chat of like, what are some things you'd like records or bands you'd like to see do something in 2023? An Elliot new Elliot record in 2023, I think, would be interesting and cool, and they could literally do whatever they want sonically. Yeah, like they could go, like their later material, and even further into that kind of drifty kind of piano-y. Yeah, yeah, ambient piano kind of stuff. 
or they could go a little more up tempo than their earlier stuff. They could do whatever they want. And yeah. that's did you listen to the frontier stuff? Yeah, I did. It's excellent. Yeah, it's really good. It's really well yeah. done. Uh, uh, there's a whole grip of that Louisville stuff that I think it doesn't hit me totally. But if any of it interests people, that whole group of people has done a ton of bands that were awesome. I actually did a deep dive on it when I was very young because um, oh, was the fanzine I Stand Alone? Yeah. Uh, did a seven-inch comp that had Elliot, Kid Dynamite, one other band, and Sunday Evening Dinner Club doing covers. And Sunday Evening Dinner Club, eventually, if I'm correct, a few of the members went on to do 32 Frames, which did a record yeah. on Rev. Uh, but Sunday Evening Dinner Club covered The Distance by Gorilla Bi- well, by Moondog, but then later famously covered by Gorilla Biscuits. Um and I remember it being one of the cleanest versions of it. Uh, to ha- right, right. Right, to have, you know, like. It wasn't like. Correct. It wasn't some weird live tape. Right, right. And it was like awesome. So um, thank you for helping me learn the lyrics to a song I loved before I knew all the lyrics. That wasn't Dynamite Rose, the name of the comp, was it? No, what was it? All right, because it was one. Because they did came a few. Out, It was a wedding gift. Oh. Like it was the wedding thing that people gave to the people that came to their wedding. But there's a there's one I forget who's on it, but Silent Majority's on it covering Salvation by the Cranberries. Ooh, that's it's fucking cool. awesome! I would and like to hear that when you listen to it and like Silent Majority being like at least half of a straight edge band, mm-hmm. like those like that you listen to those lyrics, harder, like huh? yeah. oh, this is kind of like a straight edge song almost. Right, sort of. I'm with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So wish list some things you'd like, and I'll I'll kick us off, and you can kind of jump some in here too. I want a new King Nine record in 2023. That's not unrealistic. They're still a band, right? They're in they're in the UK right now. All right, King Nine, new record, twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, like a twelve inch EP. Like I don't want. I want more than a seven inch. I don't want like three songs and a cover or four songs. Get a six song. Six songs. Six songs. Twelve inch. I know just the guy up in Troy, New York, to put it out. Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, And we've talked about it. One of my favorites of the harder style. I think they do it exactly right. So. Um, New King Nine record in 2023. Wishlist. What's yours? What you got one? Well, it's tough. Um, because I mean, I know what you know. I was like, oh, I really would like a new Incendiary record, but I know that's coming. You know, it's coming. Um, you know, let's see. What would I like? I got one that I think you can co-sign. Sure. Trapped under ice. Ooh, hundred percent co-sign. We need a new record. Um, I again. They did an L, they did Heat Wave, right? Heat Wave, which yep. is like I want people to know. Go back and listen to that record's fucking awesome. It's really good. Yeah. But I want a eight song, maybe six to eight songs. I don't know. You if you got some some fast ones, that's cool. Give me something hard. Like let's hear it. I, it the time is now. They got those shows coming up in New York and Baltimore that are that were sold out in approximately eighteen seconds. Um, Yo, I want another Trapped Under Ice record. Fairly certain. Uh, there's there's some folks back. They're back in Baltimore. Winter in Baltimore, the right time to write a hard-ass record, right? True. No Orioles. No, like, <sighs> the Ravens are terrible. The Ravens' energy is all off. Like, is Lamar staying? Is he going? No extension. Right. Like, 
I mean, I guess the Wizards are like their their local team, kind of, but not even. You know, like Wall anymore. Bradley Beal. Baltimore energies like. Yo, Baltimore in the winter is a pretty cold place, man. You get a wet, cold day in Baltimore in December, you're nobody's happy. So go write that hard riff. So you got my my wish list. Apparently, I, I just want hard music for 2023. Yeah, really. Um, King Nine, new record. Trapped Under Ice, new record. This is my wish list. What else? Oh, uh, I'll throw another record. new drain. Oh, I think that is coming. I don't. I would know imagine that. so. Man, so drain. We didn't even mention in our conversation. Low key, huge, and I don't even know if it's low key. Yeah, I don't think it's that low key, but I don't think they get enough credit. Yeah, and they haven't really toured. Ooh, they have, but they've toured with these weird tours. They're, I think they played New York last night. Tonight, tonight, tonight. So, yeah. right, right, but like this is like their first time. Like, yo, you're, you're okay. So like you're right. Dream. Their touring has been all f- thrown off because their record, their LP on Rev, dropped in March of 2020. I'm pretty sure. Right. Oops. Right. Um, but they're on Epitaph. It's so crazy. I have to imagine they got an LP coming sooner rather than later. They thread the line of, like, their aesthetic throws people off, right? Like, aesthetic-wise, it sounds like it should be, like, fun, surfs up, bro, hardcore. And it isn't, it doesn't not have a little bit of that energy. But, yo, it's hard and it's borderline thrash, like thrash metal. Yeah, their presentation is all good time, bro. Let's go surfing. Like, mm-hmm. just by like their merch, by like you know they come out to like QP sharks like, and such, right? And it's like a wipeout, or like they come out to like they came out like surfing USA and and the Jaws theme, like yeah. in at Sound of Fury. So like they go, they lean into that, but the music, like you said, is like hard, 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 like thrash, like but like thrash in like the. Clash of the Titans, Metallica way, not yeah, in the, yeah, like, like, like not honestly, bandana thrash. If you love Power Trip and you've yes. avoided Drain because of their aesthetic, stop that now. Go listen to that record. It's got elements you will vibe on. So, um, okay, so new Drain record, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, and I don't know have any details. I want a gel LP. Yes, I a gel, gel gel P. Um, because I think their evolution sonically has been awesome, and they just have all the elements. Like, they're one of my favorite. They're probably my favorite hardcore band from New Jersey in twenty years. That's sick. Yeah, like they're awesome. So I'd like a. Uh, um, I would like Fiddlehead to end the trilogy. So shout out to them. Uh, I am excited. Actually, today the Punitive Damage LP comes out. I'm curious to hear that. <sighs> what are some other things I want? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's some uh, People's Temple did a demo a couple years ago that I love. New York City, like fast, hardcore punk. I want a record from them. I don't know what it would be. They're, they're again, like a 12-inch EP type band. Uh, that kind of perfect spot of like uh, six to eight songs, but with a band like People's Temple... They could do a ten song thing that would work as a twelve inch GP length, you know. Sure. So something like that would be great. So shout out! I want a People's Temple LP. Do you got any others? Let's close with one more. Fuck. Um, I'm trying to think something like something different here. What are we doing here? Um, man, I'm struggling. No, I, I'm trying to. Th- oh, you, oh, you know what? I think I got one for you. 
a band you like and we probably don't highlight enough because this is a double wish list. I would like to see a full U.S. Magnitude tour. Sure. And I think they are due for another record. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's actually true. Yes, they, they, they're they due for a new record. I mean, that record's been out for like <laughs> Dude, three let's, years. Let's let's pull this up. This is a good one. Um, it's got to be 2019. If yeah, I, to guess. I think it's okay. You're guessing. Yep. To whatever faithful end is 2019. God damn. Yeah. So magnitude needs a new record. Let's hear it. Um, and shout out for all the new music that's coming out. I want. Oh, and I want another big cheese record. This is where we're, we're making our wish list. Um, and I want the uh, the long uh, uh, discussed self defense uh, alt country record that Patrick keeps uh, promising. We'll see. Right, and the live record, and yeah, may, maybe we'll just have Patrick come on the podcast sometime. We'll see. We'll, we'll we have should have money. Probably be a pretty good guest. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>